You're listening to a podcast of Spurious Morality. And welcome to a podcast of Spurious Morality. I'm Johnston, and with me this week I have Mansoor. Hello. And I have Connor. Hello. And uh, we've we, we've been back with our second series for a good couple of months now, about two and a half months, and we've not really talked that much about recent big finish releases, and we quite like those. So we thought we'd do an episode where we look back over the last sort of two, three months worth of stuff from Big Finish, pick out some of our favourites and uh, have a chat about them. So I'm going to start off by asking the pair of you what your favourite recent, like I say, last two or three months Big Finish release is. So do you want to go first, Mansoor? I was looking back, and I think it's it's got to be the end of the uh, the Torchwood Among Us box sets uh, for me out of the recent ones, and I think we talked about those recently on an episode. Um, yeah, it's 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 just a really strong series, and uh, uh, yeah, a nice conclusion. Yeah, it it was a proper exceptional run, and it's it's been about a month now I think since the last one came out and I'm already kind of wanting to go back and redo the series and inevitably pick up on a million things that I missed the first time round and yeah it's very rare that a big finish set makes me want to go back and listen to it again this soon Um, so I will be revisiting it in the near future. What about you Connor? I think I would have to pick the Ninth Doctor Adventures Um, I think they've sort of got into the sort of the swing of it where you can always depend on it being a very enjoyable set. Um, and I, I always just love getting to sp- spend a bit more time with my, my first doctor. Um, I'm, I'm still, it's never, I've, I've said this before. I know we did a ninth doctor episode ages and ages ago, but it will never ever wear off that we have Christopher Eccleston back and playing the ninth doctor again. And, and I'm, I'm delighted that we're getting these regular, uh, sets with them. Um, this one was a, uh, a very very strong example of the range. Yeah, it was um, it was kind of the ninth Doctor is his best. It was three really really solid and enjoyable stories, and I I thought it was a bit of a sort of odd, maybe brave decision to bring Alpha Centauri into the ninth Doctor adventures, but they pulled it off. It was great. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more after. It is one of the releases that we have got lined up. I'm struggling to pick a favourite. I genuinely am. We've had some really good stuff this last couple of months. But I was, um, I've was i kind of added this one to the running order 
uh, quite late in the day because I was just blown away by In the Night, which is the latest Fifth Doctor uh, set. And I think the Fifth Doctor uh, stuff at Big Finish has sort of been quietly very good for quite a while. You know, we had the Mark arc, which we've kind of discussed before. Uh, 40 was a lot of fun. It was sort of nice and nostalgic and very fan-pleasing. But this year we've had some sort of season 20 set adventures with Nissa and Tegan and they've all been very good. And we talked about the first set in our, um, well, we were away episode at the start of this series. And then In the Night came out and it was even better. Um, A lot of fun, very sort of character focused, character driven. And it, it amazes me really that the character focused stuff still works really well with the Fifth Doctor, Nissa and Tegan, who have been a team for 40 years now. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's really good, really enjoyable. Um, we'll move on though, uh, and the first thing that we're going to talk about um, is uh, well, the recent release is uh, Purity Unbound. But as it kind of wraps up the whole Purity arc, it's kind of an opportunity to give some final thoughts on that. So that's the um, Six Doctor stuff that's been coming out last year and this year four box sets making up a a pretty solid storyline um so do you want to talk about those first mansoor what are your thoughts on uh, purity unbound and the purity arc as a whole i i enjoyed this arc and i enjoyed this this box set and uh i, I think a few other people have said um uh, and i fully agree with this i just really appreciate the fact that uh that it's given this arc a bit of a definite uh, end because there are a few times over the years, uh, quite a few times when we've had um, like a companion rejoin or a new companion is introduced and um, things are are left a little bit up in the air with them and we never come back to them or it goes many years before we resolve a a kind of soft cliffhanger. Um, But yeah, the, these these last few box sets, I did miss Hebe in the the set where she disappears uh, because as a character, I think she's great, and I hope we get um, maybe more with her uh, further down the line. Um, and um, and I thought this last box set had a nice uh, bit of momentum um, to it. Uh, I felt like the middle one. Um, while it was a decent story in its own right, uh, that Broadway belongs to me, I found a little bit frustrating because it wasn't getting into the meat of resolving the cliffhanger uh, about Hebe disappearing. And it was kind of a bit of a, a sidestep, a side quest. And, um, but I felt like with this third one, there was it, it kind of got into it more and, 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 and pushed things forward and, uh, and felt a bit more engaging because of that. Um, yeah, so overall, I'd I'd really recommend it, and it's it's like when we talked about you know the hex run or uh, those those arcs that do have a nice beginning, middle, and end to them. Um, it's something really good that you can pick up and revisit. Uh, that sort of tells a complete story, or recommend to someone else and say like, oh, you know, you should check out these these two or three things, and uh, and it'll give you a a uh, sort of satisfying experience. Um, so yeah, I would highly recommend people pick this this up and the two the two before it. 
it's it, it is it's kind of a nice treat to have like you say that definitive end um it, it's something you can go back to and listen to as a unit we have got these four box sets with three stories in each that we can now revisit and listen to as its own little era and it's nice to have that era as opposed to just a smattering of adventures set to a certain point um uh, yeah it, it's been brilliant what are your thoughts on it connor i have thought the arc as a whole has been fantastic um and i've really really enjoyed listening to it over the last couple of years um i'm really looking forward um because it splits down nice and neatly into two series um i'm really looking forward to doing those two series as a run at some stage um um i have loved certainly from i think it was the second set where they introduced um elise and ron and and pura and uh, uh, patricia um i've loved that sort of artist it's, it's a slightly rtd style sort of family unit on planet earth dynamic and i've really really loved that that has been a major boon to my enjoyment of these stories um, dropping back in on those characters and getting more of a regular supporting cast um I, th- I feel like they've been well built up and um it has paid to spend the time with them as the series has done um i have uh, I, I, again I'll, I'll 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 move on to this set in a moment but i've really really appreciated the evelyn Smythe callbacks um because of, um whenever i started really getting into big finish um, I loved going back and hearing her stories, um, and and I think it's fair to say for a lot of big Finnish fans that Evelyn Smythe is a major part of our enjoyment of you know the Sixth Doctor in particular. <clears throat> Pardon me, sorry. Um, so I've loved getting to hear her again, um, and you do feel her presence very very strongly at several points throughout this series. So that's been a major plus as well. Um, this set has been a really good end. It's, it's been a great end of the set, a uh, great end of the series rather. Um, I love that we're sort of, you get to feel purity wrecking time, um, as, as it happens. Like you do get the, the feeling that this is going to be really, really difficult to undo. And you do get to feel the doctor's desperation at what, you know, he has allowed purity to do. So that has been superb. Um, as I say there, I've enjoyed getting to spend the time or I've enjoyed the multiple different timelines that Purity has created and seeing, you know, the different ways that she will run the, you know, she wants to run planet Earth and the way she wants to mold and shape it and sort of her own image. Um, in the different ways, you know, as, as she sort of deteriorates and becomes more desperate, so does the planet Earth um, that she is controlling. So that's that was fantastic as well. Um, yeah, really great, satisfying end of the series and I can't wait to do them all again as a, as a as a series yeah i um i mean one thing that i'm very very glad happened is uh and, and, and you know big spoiler coming up uh hebe carries on hebe's still a companion she doesn't stay behind she doesn't go right i've had enough and they even tease that i love that little tease at the end of it um and then all of a sudden nope she's she's carrying on actually she's going to keep journeying in the TARDIS so hopefully we will revisit this TARDIS team in the future and as much as I've loved the storyline as much as I've loved having this this arc that we can follow that is very very personal to Hebe as a character and you know when Jacqueline Rayner joined us on this podcast uh, you know she explained how it was a very personal story to her as well absolutely loved all of that but I think it'll be great to have some 
normal adventures with Hebe again. We kind of got that in the first set um, in Waterworlds. And yeah, I think moving forward, it'd be nice to just catch a bit of that. It'll be nice to just have the six Dr. Mel and Hebe having fun and traveling together. Um, but obviously there will be no complaints if they end up in another story arc as well, because this one's been so fantastic and it, it, I just can't wait to hear more. Um, I suspect it may be a little while before we do hear more because we've got um, other six dot companions and eras and that kind of thing that we also want to pay attention to. You know, it'll be nice to catch up with Perry. It'd be nice to continue uh, where uh, Constance and Flip left off. Um, but yeah, this is this has been a real sort of highlight of big finishes output for quite a long time really it's been incredibly good so yeah um purity unbound has finished off a very excellent arc um in in a really really great way so uh let's move on uh, and we're going to move on to uh what you Connor said was your favorite recent release it's the ninth doctor adventures travel in hope um so go ahead talk to us about that set um, yes, this has been a real highlight uh, for me over the last wee while. Um, again, it's just coming down to you have a set with three really solid stories, um, and I I love you know I, as I said getting to, to spend a bit of time with the Ninth Doctor. As I've said before, it feels like spending some time with a dear old friend um, who came back after a long period away, which is not very far off the truth. In all honesty. Um, first two stories are great but um i think it's single out the third as as my favorite of the set um because you know when you put three elements when you put the three elements of the ninth doctor alpha centauri and the ice warriors into a you know into an equation together you might be forgiven for thinking that it it's 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 not going to work. It's going to go. This is the time. This is it. They're going to jump the shark now, um, and it works really really well. It's really fun to hear Christopher Eccleston's Doctor meeting Alpha Centauri in her earliest days, uh, in the earliest days of of their political career, um, and it's 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 wonderful to hear Alpha again. It's wonderful to hear Alpha in a setting that doesn't involve Peladon as well. Um, I'm delighted that we're getting a story that, you know, slightly breaks the Alpha Centauri formula. Um, and we get to meet her in a different time period and we get to see her in a different setting um, and see a little bit more of the Galactic Federation. Um, I would love for them to do more uh, along those lines. Um, it does It does go into... Um, sort of uh, a, t- a takedown, I suppose you could say, or, or a, a railing against of Donald Trump and Donald Trump's type of politics. Um, but it's fun to hear the Ninth Doctor and, and Alpha going up against that sort of villain. Um, and there's a fun little moment with, uh, it's one of the ice, uh, spo- you know, spoilers for anyone who hasn't heard it, but this one of the ice warriors is doing a little bit of a, Batman standing in the shadows and disappearing uh, act and the Doctor actually does make a Batman reference. The music that accompanies it is one note different from the Michael Keaton Batman theme which which I adore and is one of my favourite bits of music ever. So that was a nice little Easter egg as well. Um, but no, really, really f- 
enjoyed the set as a whole. Um, Below there was great as well. I love that sort of... um, uh, Yes, I really, really enjoy that sort of um, deep space, remote um, station. We've got these workers who are really on the frontier. Um, uh, It has that sort of element. Feels a little bit like Vendor in Flux as well, sitting out in... Uh, his little outpost station. It feels very similar to that, actually. Um, and I really, really like that. Um, so, yeah. Enjoyed the set. Looking forward to hearing these ones again. Uh, I keep meaning to do a Ninth Doctor series. Like, I keep meaning... I've never actually listened to series one or two the whole way through as a series. And I feel like I, I, I should do that as a little marathon at some stage soon. I've had the... Um like a playlist on the Big Finish app queued up since, I think it was halfway through the second series, um, going, right, that's it. I'm going to do every Ninth Doctor so far as like one marathon. And I just keep adding new sets to it, listening to them when they come out, but then adding new sets to this this playlist. And I never quite get to it. So, yeah, I must do the same. Uh, Mansell, is there anything you want to add? Um. Uh, I would just say that my favourite of the three was below there. The first one, I thought, um, yeah, I just thought it was. It had that sort of creepier uh, tone that I appreciated. I did like bits of the Alpha Century one, but um, it for me it was the first episode and the second episode that felt they could have been TV episodes from his run. Um, they just kind of captured the feel and tone of that that era for me best um so yeah those are my favorites of these it has kind of made me want uh, just going back to like the last episode it's kind of made me want a um a, a sort of modern peladon episode a new series peladon episode um yeah actually on tv thinking. which I think we came fairly close to getting, I think it's something Mark Atis wanted to do during Capaldi's era, um, but I don't think it ever quite happened. And, you know, Empress of Mars is obviously fairly close. Um, But yeah, I I do kind of wish that we'd revisit Peladon on screen at some point, because I think actually they could do something fairly interesting or exciting with it. There's a lot of potential. Do you think they would be something as obvious? It's a bit late for it now, maybe, but let's have something as obvious as doing like a Brexit analogy, given how like on the nose originally the Peladon stories were about. Yeah, because they they weren't subtle, were they? Really, either of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it'd be quite interesting to sort of uh, you know continue that or. Maybe, you know, if they were to handle it in a appropriately sensitive way, I guess, um, perhaps the, you know, obviously recently we've had the death of a monarch and, you know, a new king and that kind of thing. Maybe they could do something along those lines as well, something about royal ascension and all of that um, and all the debates and arguments that come with it. Um but we're, we're straying very far away from the Ninth Doctor here. <laughs> uh, it's a, but then, you know, it's something Big Finish could do. It isn't just something that would have to appear on screen. It's something that Big Finish could do. And Big Finish have revisited Peladon. We've had a yeah. quite a few times, including in its very own Peladon box set. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought uh, Travelling Hope was 
Um, the strongest Ninth Doctor set in a while, actually. They've all been very good. I've enjoyed them all. But I think that um, we, we've got sort of really, really... Three really quite different but fun stories here. And I, I quite like the direction that it's going now. Um, I would perhaps like to see a few more two-parters in this range. We got one at the end of the first series, sort of the Cyberman two-parter. Um, but I think maybe maybe one or two more um, per series would be quite nice. But obviously that takes up a big chunk of a set. So yeah, um, it, it's it's something I'd like to see, but it's not... It's not a deal breaker. I'm going to keep buying it because as we keep going, as we keep saying, it's Christopher Eccleston doing Big Finish. And even though we're well into the third series of that now, it's still, there's still a kind of pinch me factor about it. Uh, let's, let's move on. Um, the next set we want to talk about is um, one that I was particularly excited for. I really like the direction that this whole series is going at the moment. And, uh, it's it, it's doing something very interesting and very different, and it's kind of, in some ways, a, a kind of an unbound range, I guess. Um, but this is the second Doctor Adventures, and obviously James Robert McCrimmon came out in uh, in late July. Um, I thought it was really good. I really like the fact that we have teamed up this not not exiled yet sort of alternative slightly second doctor with an older jamie uh, it gives a placing uh, to the annihilators that kind of tells us where that fits in and it kind of puts them back together and obviously it gives um another placing for two doctors although you know the black hole kind of did that as well it doesn't matter this is doctor who continuity schmonty schmuity um but um i i really do did think that this was a fun set i thought it was three fun stories uh we do have a let's say a returning villain but chronologically it's set before the seeds of doom so it's it's uh a not returning yet villain i don't know but we the crinoids come back long story short um in in quite a sort of exciting and interesting story um so uh, mansell what did you think of the second doctor adventures james robert mccrimmon uh, I really liked this one, um, and I thought it was uh, I'd, building on the previous Beyond War Games set, and uh, I actually enjoyed it, um, it even more than that first one. Because uh, that first set, it was an intriguing concept, but then we get into what felt like sort of relatively, uh, it, you know, well, we've got Daleks and um, was it Ice Warriors in that first one? Um, and, and those stories were fine, but uh, I think this set um, had a sort of much uh, more sort of creative hook at the start in terms of uh, what's going on with older older Jamie. And while it's nice to just sort of slip back into their previous dynamic, my hope for this team in future is that they they do touch a bit more on what's changed for Jamie over that time, what it's like reuniting with the Doctor. Um, yeah, because, uh, you know, use the fact that you've made the character older, that he's rejoining after after all this time on Earth um, to sort of tell slightly different types of stories. Um, 
but yeah, the, the three stories in this set, I think, all work quite well. They they capture, once Jamie rejoins the Doctor on his travels, they capture uh, the, the, a lot of the previous dynamic that they have. They do get a line in, I think, about, um, was it in this set or the previous one, about something being a big one? And um, it's, it yeah, it's uh, an enjoyable set. And they do, to be fair, they do have things that make it feel fresh and unique, like they carry on the arc of what's going on with the Doctor's CIA handler, and that culminates in quite a sort of satisfying way in the in the last story of the set. Yeah, it's it's another set of adventures that has sort of a clear arc, and the, the, there's some real kind of forward moving momentum to it. And I, I've enjoyed it. And my only complaint really is that we're only getting one set a year, uh, whereas Doctors three onwards are getting at least two. You know, uh, the ninth Doctor, we're getting four sets. Um, I, I would like to see more from them because, like, and, and, and just on my, uh, Michael Troughton's performance, I, I really enjoyed it. It didn't take me any time at all to just kind of go with it and accept him as the second Doctor. So, uh, and I know opinions vary and it, it can be quite a personal thing, like whether you take to a recast or not. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I thought he was great. Yeah, um, I, I definitely hope that we can move towards more than one set of this per year going forward because it, Michael Tratton's great and it's, I've always felt as though the second Doctor gets... And this, is, this isn't a big finish thing. This is kind of all over the place. The second Doctor seems to get the least attention for some reason. I've always theorised that it makes him... That it's because he's the hardest Doctor to write for and it maybe it makes writers kind of hesitate to go for him i don't know but um, a lot of um a lot of his performance was visual i guess on screen like all the kind of like business and stuff he'd be doing while other people were talking i don't know if that's part of it as well that it's harder to capture that in an audio medium um, yeah i think uh, patrick trout put a hell of a lot into the role he was such yeah. a fantastic actor and but I'm, I'm I'm very glad that we've got one of his sons playing the role and doing it very well, you know, doing a really, really, really good job. Um, you know, I listen to it and I very much believe I am listening to The Second Doctor and it's it's fantastic. Uh, Connor, what are your thoughts on James Robert McCrimmon? I thought it was a fantastic set. I really, really am enjoying The Second Doctor Adventures. Um, Michael Troughton is, I think he's fantastic as The Second Doctor. Um, and he sort of falls into the same camp as Tim Trelore, where neither of them are playing, neither of them are doing slavish recreations of, you know, Patrick Troughton or John Pertwee's voices. They both sound very close, but they don't sound identical. But the performances they give are absolutely convincing. They've both captured the essences of their doctors. Um, and I am fully convinced by both of them. Um, and Troughton in particular. Um, I think has captured the mannerisms and um, cadences, I suppose you could say. Um, just, just again, it's 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 the essence of the Second Doctor, and he plays him fantastically. I really love listening to him, and I would love to hear a lot more of him. Um, the set is fantastic. I've enjoyed the second set in, or the second story in particular. It's sort of a Doctor Who take on uh, Rear Window which is very, very cool uh, to sit and, and, and listen to. And I like that you're spending long stretches of time with the Doctor looking out, you know, the window. It is, I think, 
it feels very deliberately like a like a Doctor Who take on Rear Window, um, which has only just occurred to me actually while we're sitting here. But that's uh, I'm gonna run with that. Um, it's it's fun that you get the crinoid reveal. Um, I love that thing of Doctor Who's meeting villains that they encounter in later lives on the TV series. Um, you get something similar with the Sontarans and the First Doctor and in the early adventures. Um, um, um. There's a third Doctor one as well, but I can't remember what it was. The Vardens, yes, I love that. Where you're getting, you know, villains and the aliens that appear later in the chronology on the TV series, but we get these little prequels with them, so that's quite fun. Um, yeah, really strong setting. I'm looking forward. I like that we again have that sort of narrative thrust that it is doing its own thing. It's not fitting in among other stories in the in you know in the second doctor's era i like that we're getting to push forward into new territory i l- love raven's presence um think she's a great character um and i would love to hear i'm i'm, I'm really enjoying this sort of time lord uh, black ops sort of situation um that's going on around her so big 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 fan of this series and i can't wait to hear next year's i would love if they would up them up them into uh two or three sets a year because uh, it absolutely deserves it. It is exciting that it's open-ended as well, that like, you know, um, in most cases, when Big Finish do stories, they're slotting into uh, gaps in established continuity, but we have no idea what happens to to this Doctor, to this, uh, to this version of the second Doctor. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of exciting as well. Yeah, it definitely helps to sort of bring that element of the unknown into it, gives it a wee bit more, you know, raises the stakes a little bit. Yeah, totally. The only the only thing I wasn't too keen on in this um was whenever Jamie rejoins, um we jump from episode we jump from the from, from the first story to the second and they sort of do this uh, info dump I suppose where they say oh, we've had all these stories and we're best friends again now would have been very cool to hear the second Doctor and Jamie trying to reconnect um, and play that out a little bit more slowly and have their you know Jamie probably I imagine would be quite unsure of the second Doctor uh, because he doesn't fully remember you know the Time Lords had wiped his memories um, yeah. I think that would have been an interesting dynamic between the two of them um, but it's very fun to hear Fraser Hines again. I've 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 missed him over the last little while. Um, in any case, I do sort of wonder if the that sort of time jump that happened was kind of because we're only getting one set a year. Um, and actually, I think it would have been nice to have had just a set of exactly what you said there, sort of the Doctor and Jamie re-establishing their relationship and having to rebuild some of the trust that maybe he's lost. Uh, and then we go into what was the two latter stories in this set. And how's Jamie, how's, how's he changed? Because, like, he'd be a different person. He's he's lost most most of the memories of his travels with the Doctor, and then he's lived a life on Earth. So, yeah, I just wanted a bit of... Um, yeah, it'd be nice if they went back and filled that in sometime to just show it, like acknowledge that and show how he's maybe a slightly different person. Yeah, there's always room to revisit it, I guess. And, uh, you know, we've got Annihilators, which is kind of from that era. Um, we'll move on. And uh, it's to uh, the last thing, really, that I wanted to discuss. And I'm just going to cover it very quickly because I know that Connor's not listened to it yet. So I'm going to stay spoiler free. 
but I, as I said at the start, I've really, really, really enjoyed uh, the Fifth Doctor stuff that we've got this year. Um, but this this latest set in the night, it really was something special. Um, two great stories, Pursuit of the Nightjar and Resistor, very different stories as well. Um, the first one, uh, Pursuit of the Nightjar, it's four parts and it takes its time to just tell this really fantastic character story. Like outside of the regulars, there are two other characters in this and one of them doesn't have that big a role. So yeah, it, it's sort of a really, really character-driven, interesting story. And I think it's probably a story that you could only really do with the Fifth Doctor. And I love that when like, when that happens and we get a story that's just so... Like tied and tied to its doctor, or so unique that only that doctor would work. You couldn't imagine it with any other. And that's what we've got here. And then you've got Resistor, which is a uh, it's a story set in 1982, and it, it it's very much the sort of thing that they wouldn't have made in 1982. But it, it's obviously it's the correct era for Tegan, and it, it's quite interesting to visit that. So. It's it's definitely a set worth picking up. Like I say, it's a late addition to this episode. I heard it a week ago and decided, oh, I need to talk about it. It's just so good. Probably go into more detail in the future uh, when I'm on here with somebody else who's who's heard it, and so I don't have to hide hide half the facts about it in real life spoiler tags, I suppose. Uh, but yeah really good release really worth listening to and just yeah keep doing what you're doing with the fifth doctor big finish because it's it's really good there there is no big overarching story and we do like those we've talked about how they've worked with the sixth and uh, second doctors but actually these nice standalone season 20 set stories they're really really working as well i feel like the fifth doctor has always sort of flown not under the radar as such, but when the Fifth Doctor stories at Big Finish hit, they really, really hit. Um, yeah. And I, I really love hearing, um, I, like, I had so many favourites in there. I'm just thinking off the top of my head, you've got that box set with uh, Psychodrome and Iterations of I, uh, Fanfare for the Common Men. I'm actually lined up to listen to the Elite over the next few days, um, and it's one of the best lost stories they ever did. Um, it's one of the best stories for the particular villain in that story as well, which I won't spoil for anyone who hasn't heard it. It does become obvious as you listen, but there's a bit of a reveal moment in there, which is incredible. Um, You've got stuff like the Peter Blue Massacre, and it's very difficult for me to think of Fifth Doctor stories that don't hit hard because there is such a high hit rate there. I think if, it, if you did a top 100 of Big Finish, you'd feature quite heavily. Like you know, There's obviously like Spare Parts, um, Wind, Winter uh, as well as like that one episode that's part of this first anthology. Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of good stuff in this run. I fully agree. Yeah, it's definitely... I think it's easier to forget The Fifth Doctor because it hasn't had any years long arcs like the seventh doctor and the sixth doctor and the eighth doctor all have um you know going through the monthly adventures i know we had the mark arc towards the end but it was it was only sort of two and a half trilogies in the end it wasn't huge we had older nissa but like that that was one of my gripes about returning companions where they you know they de-age her and then it's sort of then like my question becomes like, well, 
what why bring the character back when she's older if you're gonna just uh just reset her to to where she was when she was younger um but yeah the mark arc was pretty good though yes um yeah yeah you know he's definitely had his his good arcs but it doesn't feel like you know when you consider the seventh doctor when you had the uh the arc that kind of concluded with yeah. well the hex arc basically yes. um i mean concluded about three times uh gods <laughs> and monsters and afterlife and signs and wonders but um that was huge and it, it genuinely did carry through for years and years and years and all of the Evelyn stuff with the Sixth Doctor was significant to it as well, although that can be listened to as its own sort of arc as well, really. And Yeah, it, the Fifth Doctor, it never felt as though he got something as, as sort of huge and expansive as that. And I, I think it would be nice to have something like that. But as I say, at the same time, I'm really enjoying this sort of, I'm really enjoying the sort of standalone mid-era stuff. Um, that we're getting at the moment and I'm sure we're going to revisit Adric I'm sure we're going to revisit Turlow and I like to think the fifth Doctor and Perry will get more more big finish time at some point but obviously it's not happened for quite a while now I think maybe that's one thing we won't see but yeah it'll just be interesting to see if anything like that does pop up but yeah just keep doing what you're doing with the fifth Doctor because it is working and there are some sort of very low-key gems there, I guess. Um, well, before we go, I'm just going to very quickly ask if there's any other recent releases that have kind of caught your attention and you've enjoyed. So do you want to go first, Mansour? Um, the only thing that's coming to mind is the the Torchwood um, releases, which I really enjoyed. I've got a lot of stuff lined up to listen when I get the time. Like, I've heard good things about the Lost uh, Seventh Doctor box set, and um, that's encouraged me because I felt like um, things lost momentum a bit when he came out of his big arc, uh, and it sounds like there's been possibly a bit of a like, return to form with these latest ones. So, yeah, looking forward to hearing those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the latest set in particular is really quite good, actually, quite definitely worth getting hold of. Uh, Connor, what about you? Um, we have actually talked about all my recent listening here. Um, um, I, I've, I've had a bit of a big finish light couple of months, so I'm going to answer a question you didn't ask and say that I'm very, very excited for some of next month's releases, particularly um, Third Doctor Adventures Intelligence for War, because it's a Nettie Robson story, and I feel like we haven't had a Nettie Robson story for ages. Um, and I really I re-listened re- recently to the Unsal Incursion and really, really loved that. So I'm looking forward to getting back into Season 7. We also have next month's Once in Future, uh, Time Lord and Memorial, with David Warner and Christopher Eccleston, um, which I am incredibly excited to hear and I'm very much looking forward to talking about. Um, I really love that picture, the release of the two of them together at the recording. I'm delighted they got to record together on the same day in the studio. Um, and it's it's one of the best cast photos, big finish I think I've ever released. Yeah, that 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 image, just the two of them at the recording, was enough to make me go, "Oh my goodness, this is going to be such a good release! I cannot wait for this." It's two incredible actors, um, and it's it's very likely this is the last we'll hear from David Warner. I think at big finish, um, but yeah, it, it's it's. 
it's going to be something special, I think. Um, I'm with you about the the third Doctor as well, Intelligence for War. I love season seven. I can't get enough of season seven, and I'm really glad we're getting another big season seven seven parter. Uh, and like you say, Eddie Robson is a name that definitely rings the excitement bells when you see it announced. So yeah, roll on those. Another thing that I've listened to very recently, actually. Um, so I'd never heard the original Luther Arkwright. And then obviously they announced the new one. So I bought the first one. And then they announced that the new one was coming out um, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I thought, all right, I better listen to the first one then. So I actually ended up listening to the first one, having about a two-day gap, and then listening to the second one. Absolutely brilliant. Really, really worth listening to. It's so different and bizarre. And David Tennant is absolutely brilliant. I mean, the whole cast is absolutely brilliant. Uh, Fans of sort of Paul Darrow in full overacting mode. Um, That first set is definitely for you. Um, but yeah, so the Luther Arkwright, another sort of big finished gem that I guess probably hasn't had as much attention as it deserves until now. Um, and obviously, when they did the first one, David Tennant wasn't the megastar he is now. He wasn't even the Doctor. Um, so yeah, getting another one, I can only imagine how exciting it was sort of after a an 18-year gap, but I've, I've enjoyed listening to the two of them uh, close together. Okay, then. Well, that is all we have time for. Um, it's It's been really good to just sort of go through what we've been listening through to recently. Um, we will do more episodes like this in the future, obviously. As Connor's pointed out, we've got a lot to be excited about over the next month. But for now... I will say thank you and goodbye to Mansour. Thanks, it's been fun. And I'll say goodbye to Connor. Thank you very much. And we'll be back for more podcasting very soon. Goodbye now. Goodbye.